0: Special Order proudly presents Blood, Shit, and Piss, with some misgivings. On this episode of Blood, Shit, and Piss...
1: Many of you have probably drunk a little of your own pee. As little as possible.
0: But for those of you who haven't, we brought on a pee-drinking expert to talk about the magic of imbibing your wee-wee.
2: Then we get a second opinion from a doctor.
0: Welcome everyone to Blood, Shit, and Piss. This is our maiden episode. and We're so excited to have you here. This is a show called Blood, Shit, and Piss, and it obviously includes those elements, but it's also about psychology, culture, shame, science,
2: society, art, fountains. Why are there so many fountains? Why does it always have to be a little boy peeing? Why does that have to be the source of the fountain?
0: I'm David Clare. I'm a Documentary filmmaker, and I'm just fascinated by vile, funny, um, and science-y things, blood, shit, and piss. Also here in our virtual podcast studio is science comedian Brian Mallow.
2: Yes, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'm attracted to the humorous side of things, and I'm attracted to the science side of things. So I've always had a lot of weird science questions that are kind of scatological. I always wonder how long it takes stuff to move through our system or is it really bad for you to hold your pee for longer than, you know, it feels like you should? They may seem like pee-pee-caca things, but they're real science questions. And Lauren Bancroft.
1: Hello. Video and podcast producer, uh stand-up comic, you know, just along for the ride, honestly. I'm a huge fan of documentaries, so I'm here to learn.
0: And if you're wondering why on earth anyone would do a show like this? Well, you, you come up with an idea for something that seems so stupid. Then you, you start uh, doing the research and you get drawn way, way in. Blood shit and piss covers everything. We hope to both offend and titillate every one <laughs> of our listeners out there.
1: That's our mission statement.
0: You know, we decided to start with P. And you know why, Lauren?
1: Uh, it's number one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. it's the
0: obvious choice um there was one one word that i came across when looking at p i was like what else do you call p and one of them was micturate m-i-c-t-u-r-a-t-e i can't wait to like use that sorry <laughs> kids i have to go micturate and they'll be like oh
1: god dad ah oh, disgusting first <laughs> they'll have to look it up and then they will exactly. throw it down. yeah
0: you know, it's, it's almost, it's so scientific, it's a euphemism. You know, like drain the lizard or spend a penny, <laughs> the British one, spend a penny.
2: I didn't know that spend a penny one. I never heard that before. I didn't either. Apparently, the longest human pee was eight and a half minutes. Although I don't think judges have been around for every instance to verify. The longest verified human pee, eight and a half minutes. Can
0: you imagine just being there in the room with a stopwatch? Eight and a half minutes. How do you set that up? Is there someone who's like drinks a lot of liquid and then just like, okay, I'm I've held it for as long as I can. I'm ready, and and, because you'd have to have a Guinness officiator there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, stopwatch. And would there be other competitors?
2: Would that be like ready, set, go? Frankly, they're going to really have to confirm that there's no trickery involved. So they really have to watch. You know what I mean? Because otherwise it could be a hose or something. So uh, the verification must have been very intimate.
0: Well, you know, when someone's on parole and they're doing, uh, checking them for, for uh, drugs, when I guess a parolee has to pee in a cup, they can't just go in the bathroom and pee because then they could use someone else's pee. The parole officer has to sit there and watch them
2: fill it. Right.
1: I can confirm that that's true uh, because I've watched Orange is the New Black, not because I've been
2: <laughs> 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 But you have watched Orange <laughs> is the New
0: Black. Oh, I, I, now, well, Lauren wanted to like drop in her like creds. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I, every time my parole officer comes. <laughs> exactly, that's what I so thought you were about to
2: say. You were about to verify with some real street cred, Lauren.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> nope, I have none of that.
2: I wish we had this other fact to cross reference these two things. Like the longest human pee, eight and a half minutes. But I wonder how much volume that was because elephants can pee 13 gallons a day. Woof. Which I think is more than the human eight and a half minutes. <laughs> now, nah, if we knew the like liters gallons per minute being <laughs> peed times eight and a half minutes. Well,
0: you know, it's, there's, there's, there's all sorts of things that happen when a liquid flows through a tube. Hydrodynamics, I think that's what they call it. and. I don't think we're going to go any deeper into it because that's about as much as I know hydrodynamics. (laughs) But
2: you you know what? So elephants pee 13 gallons a day. But you know what, David? That is not like the world record for peeing in the animal kingdom. I mean, this one, it's almost obvious when you think about it. Because what animal do you think pees the most? I assume the largest. The largest. A whale can pee two. 160 gallons a day, enough to fill a kiddie pool. (laughs) Damn. For our first
0: episode, um, I've always been curious about pee drinking. I don't know why, because it seems so crazy. But a lot of practitioners, I guess, you know, if you look it up online, they believe it's incredibly beneficial for the human body, even like a sort of like liquid gold.
1: And what's that word? What's the scientific word for that?
0: Brian, what's the word?
2: I'm sorry. (laughs) For what exactly?
0: Drinking pee.
2: Oh, Pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, because you know what? I was looking up how many gallons of water are in a kiddie pool and finding 137, 198. So 260 gallons of whale pea is more than an, it's, it's more two than two kiddie, kiddie pools. pools. It's a damn good kiddie pool. Yes. Yeah, so there is a word and it has its own Wikipedia entry for urophagia, the consumption of urine. Urine was used in several ancient cultures, this is according to Wikipedia, for various health, healing, and cosmetic purposes. Urine drinking is still practiced today, although no health benefit to it has been proven. I, I do remember
0: one tidbit, that the Romans used to use pee, I guess gargle with it, as a teeth whitener.
2: For a teeth yellower maybe, but a whitener. <laughs> I just wouldn't think urine wouldn't be my first choice. I would think white-out. <laughs>
1: Uh, there is mention of drinking urine in very, very early texts, right?
0: Yeah, um, you know when you you try and like trace it back to to its origins, one there's one quote that I found that certain people who are I guess on the Christian side of be drinking point to as a biblical endorsement, and it's proverb 515 the proverb states, "Drink water from your own cistern." running water from your own well, which has been interpreted as drink your peepee because God
2: said so. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not gonna be the first thing in the Bible that I disregard. <laughs> it's just gonna throw it on the pile. Yep. I think it's it's an interpretation. Yeah.
0: We do have a guest on today. Do
2: you know anyone in particular? <laughs> yes,
0: we, we like sought out a guest. We discovered him by um, just typing in drinking your own pee. And this guy, Brother Sage, who's a practicer of the ancient practice of Shivambu.
1: As we said, our first guest is Brother Sage. He is an author. He's written not one but two books on the topic of pee drinking and around pee drinking. He's also a wellness practitioner and a self-proclaimed voice for pee. And anyone listening, you obviously can't see him because this is a podcast, but I want you to know that he has very white teeth.
2: But the beverage sitting in front of him in that mason jar is very yellow.
0: Is brother Sage in the house? Are you guys in the house? We are. We're all in, in four different houses.
3: Right on. We're having a virtual meeting. Yeah.
0: yeah. We've been reading about you, learning about urine therapy. Just want you to know ah. I have some pee here. Your
2: pee doesn't look very uh, yellow.
0: Really? Mine or his? I don't, no, yours oh, looks mine. very
2: yellow. Oh,
0: <laughs> I guess I, I've drunk a lot of water today.
3: It's all those uh, oranges and bananas and mangoes.
0: <laughs> you know, I have some pee. At hand. I'm not totally convinced. I am curious and, um, you know, open to exploration and understanding the world. I have, you know, my own sorts of like hesitations, which are like, it's pee, you know, it's bodily waste. But definitely having heard about you and like doing all this research, it's not like the gates are closed. The gates are cracking open a little bit and light is coming through. <laughs>
2: Would you be more comfortable drinking some of my urine, David?
0: <laughs> no, actually no.
2: It's only polite to offer.
0: Did someone like teach you? I, I I know that's not really the right word, but or did you like did did you have a mentor in person or did you just go, what the heck, I'm going to drink some? No, it was more like
3: experimenting. Hiding it from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about my newest standard of having a relationship. But back then, it, this was my uh, my bathroom, a secret hobby that I told her a couple of times, but it didn't, didn't click. It wasn't until I discovered social media that there were so many social media groups dedicated to urine therapy, this epiphany that says, I got to write a book about it. So I, I address a lot of emotional, psychological issues and new ways to approach a subject.
1: So you sensed, because of social media, you kind of sensed that there was like, there was a hunger for the information on the topic, and then you, you felt it was your, your purpose to step up and fill that, fill that void. And
3: then I discovered, wow, there is a growing movement on the planet. I need to plug into it, and they need a new voice. Here I am, I'm talking to millions of people, and I'm a voice for P, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I didn't see you, you know,
2: but before, can we step back a second and could you tell us about <laughs> your first, the actual first time? Because there was a time that you had never drunk your own urine. So what yeah. was that first time like? <laughs> Takes a swig.
3: <laughs> I've been doing a lot of fasting and juicing and I've tasted all kinds of herbs that would make you gag. You've done Osher Root? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. No. <laughs> but it was... It was more like a, hmm, so that's what it's all about. I mean, it wasn't shocked to try it. It wasn't like that big of a stretch for me because I've tried all kinds of different protocols and it was something like, I-, I can't stop this now. And there was nobody in the room and there was nobody to push me or mentor me.
0: What about the issue of like the idea that it's waste? <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. is, is it proper to think of it as waste or is it something else?
3: This is 2020, so you know, a lot of things are being revealed on our planet right now. A lot of things that have been hidden from us, inventions and healing technologies and extraterrestrials, all this is a huge tipping point with urine therapy because people realizing that we've been lied to. Urine has always been a filtered blood product, the golden blood plasma that comes from marrow through liver, all the way to the kidney, to the nephrons being filtered a million times. It's not an organ of elimination. Actually, the organs of elimination are liver, lymphatics, intestines, and skin. You can look it up and there are people who are doing the the poop eating uh culture i'm not into that but there are people who do that approaches to help yeah and you have to find one that resonates with you
2: so you're yeah. complete you're a hundred percent on board with drinking urine and you're hundred percent not on board with the poop eating
3: no because <laughs> <laughs> that comes out in a different orifice
0: if, if you were like thinking historically or like early man or early cultures, how did it ever occur to people to use pee uh, in any way other than just to like sort of go to the bathroom and leave it?
3: Well, <clears throat> indigenous people's ways of understanding thing it's not so much logical, but sometimes they get messages directly from their spirit guides or from God, or they could just see a, a orangutan upside down doing yoga and peeing his mouth and go, oh, let's try that. (laughs) I haven't gotten that advanced yet.
1: I think I want to know more. I know we already talked about uh, the first time you drank, uh, you drank your own urine, but I guess I'm wondering, was there a specific ailment personally that you were trying to, to heal?
3: Yeah, I had some colon issues and a prostate issue and I barely eat. Most of it's fruit. So... Urine is a big part of my health protocol. What's so neat is I don't have to buy supplements or even go to a health food store unless I need some organic uh, produce section. Makes shopping a lot easier. Mm -hmm.
0: So of all all your nutrition, what, what percentage do you think is urine versus like other foods like fruits and vegetables?
3: No supplements. I mean, I was a raw foodist for many, many decades. So when the superfoods hit, I went into the goji and the spirulina and the chlorine and the pollen and this and that and the other thing. And now it's simplified because it comes out of my bladder. I've got my, my, um, health food store inside of my body. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say 50,
2: 50. You know, one of the like original ideas about these kinds of conversations that we want to have about urine and blood and poop is that there's all, these are these body things that there's a lot of stigma attached to. So. There it is. When you're hanging around people that you, your own social circles that are familiar with it, like what happens when it comes up in a social situation with someone who is not familiar with the subject? And what is that like dealing with, with their
3: reaction? But a lot of people know my relationship to urine therapy. So when people come up to me, my faith is so solid, you can't even shake me. So if they want to test me, I'll just wait till it settles down. They'll either come around talking to me or they'll run. (laughs)
0: <laughs> one of the things i noticed in your book is that you mention humor a lot how how does humor like figure into it
3: well if i could be honest with you <laughs> now did that sound better than an intellectual scientific answer
1: <clears throat>
3: see if you're if working with a sensitive subject that's controversial after tends to put a monkey wrench in it by the same when you're telling puns you guys know this By the time people realized you were joking with them, perhaps they heard the the real seriousness. So you you read in this book, I came up with a new language called the Piscabulary of urinisms. Now, first of all, the word urine is a medical term, which is a polarizing term for most. Orin just so happens if you ever watch the Aquaman movie or Aquaman uh, comic book, Aquaman's real name is Orin. Using urine, a lot of people use the word orin to replace it.
0: So you know that Aquaman's real name is Orin, O-R-I-N? <laughs> and and I'm trying to like figure out all the connections here, because this is definitely like different universes coming together. Yes. Uh,
2: look in Wikipedia. That's
3: where I found it.
0: Okay. Well,
2: the ocean was like the original toilet.
3: Right there in w- Wikipedia. Yep, found it. <laughs>
2: what percentage of ocean water is urine? Because there are trillions of fish and other things in the oak. Trillions. At this point, we usually move to the subject of the
3: amniotic fluid and being in the womb for nine months. Uh, what happens is you start peeing in the water. In the water, it becomes urine water. and You're drinking it. You're snorting it. As a result of this beautiful uh, life you've had for nine months, you come out with a beautiful baby body.
0: You know, really taking another leap. It would be the perfect practice for anyone who is, uh, you know, doing any sort of deep space exploration. You're absolutely limited to what you've got on you and in your spaceship to survive on your on your mission.
3: The devotees, the Shivambo devotees, never are afraid of being sick, hungry, or thirsty. Now, that's very liberating, and the Breatharians some of the breatharians are into u- urine therapy some are not and you can fast on urine some have fasted for 30 or 45 days they can tell you they got more done and they didn't crave food for all that whole time
0: wow do you think that there's like um a conspiracy to silence the pee drinking movement
3: Silence urine therapy yeah well just think about it if you have right now we have 30 million What if a billion unplugged from the medical system didn't need hospitals, and funerals tend to not happen very often, and the medical profession can't
0: uh, patent it. It it would be the biggest single crisis globally imaginable.
2: Not to even mention how mad Coke and Pepsi would be. (laughs) I have a question. Okay. Oh, so with your experience do you have anything to say about the kinky practice of golden showers where people this is because it's coming from a very different it's not the same thing that the, their reasons for engaging in it as a kinky sex act um, what do you what's your perspective on that?
3: Well um, I, I think it's totally natural and normal to get turned on by being peed on or sharing your urine with your partner however they're missing out on the therapeutic benefits. That's all I can say. They're having a great time. It's, it's hot as hell. It's great stuff. But they're missing out on the fact that they're healing each other.
0: Brother Sage, we really want to thank you for taking time to oh. chat with us about this. incredibly fascinating. And um, thank you for helping us on our journey and sharing your, uh, all your experience and ideas.
1: Uh, so, David, just to step back, uh, you, have, you, you still have that beverage next to you? That's right David. You thought maybe
2: conveniently we would forget but apparently Lauren didn't
1: forget. No, I did not. Come on
2: David, we're going we're going to do
3: Holy Communion. Or you could just switch it out with apple juice and not tell anybody. And we won't know. We will never.
0: Okay, I'm I'm going to do it. Okay, Three. thank you first. What's that? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you PP. Hmm.
1: All right. Hmm.
0: What do you think? You know what, it's it's not very concentrated, and there's like a little bit of a coffee flavor from the coffee I had this morning. I'll let you guys know what else happens or I experience. Thank you, Brother Sage.
3: Thank you, guys. Many blessings to you.
2: (laughs) David, was that that really urine?
0: I have to confess that it was.
2: (laughs) <laughs> was it full strength urine or was it like a drop of urine homeopathic style in a gallon of water?
0: Um, it was uh, full strength. It was the real deal. We learned a lot from Brother Sage, but we wanted a second opinion. My friend, Dr. Pranab Desai, practices emergency medicine here in Los Angeles, California. I am not prepared, by the way. I
4: was like, oh, dang it. i I wish I had a couple more minutes so I could go read some things about what happens when you pee and drink it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One of the earliest forms of, I guess you would call it Western medicine, or, or can, as depicted, you know, people practicing Western medicine was in the Middle Ages when you would have a physician who would be holding like, a glass or a crystal vial that would have pee in it so that it could be looked at, check the color of it, and then also so they could taste it and there there is something like 16 or so different conditions that could be diagnosed just from the pee alone is that still practiced
4: are oh, you meaning like uh in my medical practice um <laughs> yeah. no no but i do uh, you know if i had the level of expertise to do that i'm not sure i would rule that out <laughs> uh but, you know, for the purpose of this podcast only, I would say that's something that I would not be interested in training in. But I bet I bet someone, you know, if you do it long enough, I bet you'll figure out a couple things other than diabetes. You know, there's this funny anecdote <laughs> of a guy an attending doctor, you know, having a patient's urine there and saying, well, this patient's very sick. We think he may have diabetes, but we're not sure. There's a surefire way to know, and that is to, um, you know, stick your finger in this cup of urine and to taste it. And so, you know, the wise-ass attending physician would, uh, you know, lead by example. He'd put his index finger in and then lick his finger, and then have all the have the residents do it, and then have the med students do it. And then at the end, he'd be like, "What do you guys think?" (laughs) And uh, they're like, "Yeah, it tastes, it's it's gross, but it tastes very sweet." And he'd be like, "Excellent." Um, And they would ask, "Would you concur?" And he was like, "I don't know. I I I lick my uh, middle finger."
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the things we wanted to talk to Doctor Desai about is the seemingly large amount of urine that Brother Sage drinks. One of the things that was kind of surprising to me was that he drinks all of his urine. He. Takes pains not to waste a drop ever to like use every single drop of urine. So I go, What proportion of your diet is your own urine then? And he said, 50%. Wow. 50%. So thinking about that, does that seem like a good practice or what are your thoughts on that? Uh. I would say
4: anything above zero is not a practice I would recommend, but 50% sounds like a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I did a quick uh, Google search on this and I did come across like uh, a suggestion from like a Chinese society of urine drinking that, you know, you should not drink large volumes of urine because it does have side effects of like diarrhea, muscle aches, even fatigue and, you know, all these things. Cause there's, you know, there's a lot of toxin in there that your body is trying to get rid of. And if you overwhelm your kidney's ability to filter them out, I can totally understand it like transiently being like too high for your body. And you develop these effects until your you know, kidneys keep filtering them out. But 50% of his volume or of, of whatever liquid intake or whatever. I don't know. What that That's total, it was 50%
0: with. of total intake. So that would include food. So the other 50% is fruit and vegetables.
4: Wow. Well, I don't know it sounds like he should be suffering some side effects but if he's been doing this for quite some time and you know he's had his like <clears throat> you know i guess regular checkup if he does that even um, i imagine it's you know whatever level he's been sustaining himself at is probably safe at this point you know um but it sounds sounds like a lot to me though i wouldn't expect any medical issues to arise in someone who drank small amounts of his own urine on a regular basis but, you know, anytime you do delve into like extremely high volumes of anything, it becomes a problem like drinking water, right? Drinking water in ridiculously high quantities can, you know, cause you to, it causes you to have very low sodium levels and can cause you to develop like brain toxicity. And you can die from that too, you know, develop seizures. So anything in ridiculous quantities, like 50% of your total volume of, you know, um, I guess caloric intake or how I don't know, what his metric was for saying 50% of my diet is urine. But it sounds, you know, it sounds overwhelmingly, I don't know, it just sounds overwhelming. I'll just leave it at that.
0: One one of um, Brother Sage's statements was that urine is like this perfect elixir that can not only heal all illnesses, but also is a source of incredible wellness. Can can you can you see any sort of medical validity in that?
4: Yeah, um, I don't I don't really have anything authoritative to say on that. Um, I imagine he's backing up some of his claims with data. Um, but if he has like data to back it up, I, I would say it's probably reasonable um, to say that there may be some benefit of urine therapy in certain conditions. Doesn't surprise me that some amount of benefit can be found if you know in small studies um now whether or not that actually holds up you know when you put it up against a gold standard of like a, a you know a placebo controlled you know randomized double blinded you know controlled large controlled trial um i don't know that that'll happen maybe it'll happen in places where this really takes off and for conditions in which people are desperate and so i wouldn't discredit him at all if he has actual you know data um to suggest that there's benefits it doesn't have to be gold standard data but if he you know has experiences of certain people who have tried everything and then when they tried urine therapy they you know had remission of this you know serious condition i just don't understand how ingesting that would do anything and general if you have too much urea in your body it's definitely bad for you you know it can harm your the lining of your of your lungs of your heart it can um Induce, uh, you know, altered states of consciousness and altered mental status, uh, cause confusion. So, I mean, it's definitely dangerous when your kidneys fail and your urea rises to extremely high levels. So, I think what would ha- what happens when you just drink a lot of, you know, urine and that urea keeps keeps getting re- recycled, your your urine just keeps peeing it back out. You know, like you try to overwhelm your body, but your body is like programmed quite well to make sure you don't do, yeah, you, know, you don't, uh, you know, harm it back. I don't see the mechanism of action that makes any sense for this to work. You know, there's a th- there's thousands of things in there. So maybe it just hasn't been identified. I don't know. But, um, you know, you can say that about everything though, right?
2: But it doesn't <laughs> yeah. make much sense that something that is so beneficial to us, our body wouldn't pass it like that, would it? Like, why would it let it go If it's that good for us.
4: Yeah, Brian, 100% agree with you on that. Okay. You know, like, what are we going to next? Like, start drinking our tears? You know, what about our our, (laughs) our, our, our snot? You know, like our earwax? I mean, I'm sure that you, you know, (laughs) yeah, you start milking your beard oil. You know, like, but like, (laughs) there's no end to saying that, hey, you know what? Let's just ingest this thing and that thing if it makes no sense. So, Million dollar question, guys. It seems like y'all have been doing a lot of research, talking to these people, these experts. Who's ready to start (laughs) urine therapy? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I have to confess. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, we had Brother Sage on, and he's a very earnest guy who really has a message. And he's... You know, putting himself out there, and he's a believer in this. And I feel like, for me, whenever I'm like trying to research something, find something out, if it's within the realm of possibility, yeah, for me to learn something or to understand, I mean, I will, I'll take a step. You know, right.
1: Well, I feel like you maybe we're gonna try to get away with not bringing it up again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Our time with Brother Sage was coming to an end, and I was like. <laughs> I can let this go. I don't need to do this. But then Lauren goes.
1: I would like a percentage of the credit for just holding you to it.
0: Yeah. You did. You have like 100% of like the follow through. you were like, wait, before we go, isn't there something that we're forgetting, like a certain fluid or something that you've collected? Right. There is a
2: gun on stage. Isn't this classic? <laughs> it has to be used.
0: <laughs> don't tell my wife, okay? Please don't tell my wife.
2: Next time we come over to your house, we're going to want to know which glass that (laughs) was. Not that there's anything wrong with it.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that there's no danger. So anyway, I had a little sip. One of the benefits I did feel was, you know, when you do something that's kind of scary, but you also know that rationally there is no reason to be scared of it. I was like coming face to face with the taboo that's in our culture. And I was like looking at it I was like, I know, intellectually, there is no risk and no danger. And that's the journey that I wanted to go on. So I did. Great. You know, I don't think you drank enough,
4: though. <laughs> <laughs> I think your brother Sage probably would have told you, you have to drink a reasonable amount, you know, <laughs> to start to notice any benefits. And I can actually give you I know that your hesitation was somewhat intellectual and you know, worrying about whether or not it's safe, even. And I will give you my clear like my medical I'll put my like license on the line, David. You can have eight ounces of your own urine anytime you want. Okay. No excuses. And don't don't let it sit there, man. There is no think. Only do. Okay.
2: Exactly. But I thought the whole time Pranav was really generous about the way he met him halfway. He was not dismissive of the subject at all. In fact, Um, he may not have agreed with everything,
0: but he wasn't dismissive. Not at all. And and I think that, you know, he took the stance that if there's a study, if research is being done, you know, there are things that are unknown. There There could be active micronutrients or micro-ingredients in the pee that we just don't quite understand yet. If we've learned anything, there's a lot to consider if you're thinking about pee drinking for its health benefits.
2: Alleged health benefits. We're not really promoting the drinking of urine for health benefits, are we? Is that what
1: we've learned here? I think we've learned that if you're going to be dabbling in pee drinking, make sure your wife, husband, or partner is completely okay with it.
0: Thanks for listening to our first episode of Blood, Shit, and Piss. This is just the beginning. We'll be talking more about piss and, of course, shit and blood on future episodes. I just was doing some research for the next episode. No. No, 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 no.
2: Brought to you by Special Order.